superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Now we have our answer. This is the Rich Eisen Show. I mean, Tom Brady did it. All he wanted was Belichick to just throw his arm around him. That's it. Right now, we're moving forward and focus on the draft here for this call. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Earlier on the show, NFL Network insider Ian Rappaport. Still to come, Pro Football Hall of Famer Michael Irvin. Former NFL head coach Jay Gruden. Plus, Buccaneers running back Ronald Jones. And now... It's Rich Eisen. All right. Hour number two of the Rich Eisen Show is on the air. Michael Irvin, my pro football Hall of Fame friend from NFL Network, is either about to call in or we're going to kick him to hour number three because he's coming off the set of Inside the NFL, or as he refers to it, Inside. So my compadre from morning uh, (laughs) went on NFL game day final. And caped for Tom Brady. He went on final. Final. And he caped for Tom Brady as if he had been doing so all year long. And he must be held to account. I called him yesterday. I was driving around with my son, Coop, who was very well aware that Uncle Michael uh, um, lone-wolfed the Buccaneers. And I told him that uh, Uncle Michael was very proud of himself and was very, very energetic on the postgame show, feeling it. (laughs) Because he nailed his lone wolf. And Irv starts chuckling. He goes, yeah, let's have fun with it tomorrow. I'm like, okay. But he said he was doing inside. So he might be still on the set of inside. Either way, Jay Gruden is free to call in uh, in about 20 minutes' time for his appointed round. Um, he is, I believe, going to be part of the paparazzi. Or that's, oh. that's He's kicking the tires on that right okay. now. Um, former coach in Washington, uh, was the OC in Jacksonville last year and was part of the uh, Marone organ, uh, uh, coaching uh, staff that got replaced by Urban Meyer. So Jay's going to be calling in shortly. Uh, and then Ronald Jones, the Tampa Bay Buccaneer champion running back, will be joining us in hour number three of this show. Um, Chris, our poll question, why don't you hit it one more time here and we'll, we'll chop it up while we're waiting for Michael or pushing him to the third. All right, let's hit it again. One of our greats celebrating a birthday today, Joe Pesci is 78, guys. Love it. 78. What's your favorite Joe Pesci performance? Obviously, we can only have four here. Casino, Home Alone, My Cousin Vinny, Goodfellas. Like I'm a clown, I amuse you. Look, let's break it down. Hit that with a retweet right now. Right? All then, right. Uh, you know, let's get this whole thing cracking. Let's get this thing cracking. Let's get it going. Uh, look, um, there's many different ways to look at it. First of all, you know what's missing. I well, mean, uh, yeah. I, I, I mean, Raging Bull is missing. Raging Bull I, I totally is his, get it. Raging Bull was when he, he I think that was his first Scorsese movie um, yeah, that in Raging Bull. Right. And there's another movie that's missing. I mean, and I know where you're going, Rich. There's another movie that's missing. Oh, I know where you're going. Lethal you know Weapon, where I'm going. Lethal Weapon 2? No. 
takes place in the Staten Island, New York, city. my hometown of Staten Island, New York, where he was the comic foil of Rodney Dangerfield. Fantastic movie. <laughs> in Easy Money. Easy Money. Oh, my gosh. Fantastic. No doubt about it. Did I grow up and notice people like Joe Pesci? Oh, please. They were all over. They were all over. Joe's a New Jersey guy, right? Yeah. So we're, we we left a few out. Um, in Lethal Weapon 2, that's right. Oh, yes. Whatever you want, Leo gets. So <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, he's from Newark. Look, yeah. um, so we left those out, and he was terrific in Casino. And he was terrific. In he was the the right. lead in My Cousin Vinny. Oh yeah. Okay. Like that was his movie. Mm-hmm. He carried it. All right. <laughs> um, but no, nothing beats his Oscar winning role in Goodfellas. I think when it all comes down to it, what he was in Goodfellas, when you can, with all due respect, upstage Robert De Niro. In a film. Different characters, different personalities, obviously, but every scene Pesci was in, he dominated in Goodfellas. Dominated. That seems like most Joe Pesci movies. He dominated. I know that, but you, I, I, when it, it comes down to it all, what scene do you remember of Joe Pesci's career? Okay, you just quoted Lethal Weapon 2. We could talk about Home Alone. We could talk about my cousin Vinny, the two Utes, you know. And <laughs> I mean, obviously, you know, his back and forth with Marissa Tomei. My biological okay, clock. Who, if I'm not mistaken, won the Oscar for that she role. Did. Yes. Okay. Yeah, she did. Okay. So, yes, there are many scenes in Pesci's career to discuss. But the whole scene of Am I a Clown? Do I Amuse You? in Goodfellas, where he's telling a story and they all laugh at it. (laughs) And Ray Liotta's character, Henry, Henry starts laughing and just says, he's a funny, you're a funny guy. Funny guy. Funny how? Like, I'm a clown. Do I amuse you? Like, I'm a clown. I amuse you. Okay. And he just turns on him (laughs) or seems to turn on him where you now understand that there's a certain psychopath or psychopathy or psychosis that's going on in this man's head and brain was really something else man and his character in Goodfellas best performance of his career and I know that's kind of the easy answer. It's kind of like, well, who's going to be the Super Bowl MVP of Super Bowl 55? Well, if the Bucks win, it's Tom Brady. And if, <laughs> right? And if it's the Chiefs, like, I know that that's one of those type of answers. But it's, sometimes the obvious answer is the best answer. Yeah. I'm putting my thumb on the scale in a way on this. And I know you don't like me to do it certainly this early on in it's a broadcast. Okay. It's okay. Would you disagree with me? Uh, no, I would agree with you. He definitely good fellow. Terrifying in that movie. Terrifying. Well, I know. Now it's so like it's a 30-year-old performance now. And so you kind of forget when it first hit the screen. It was terrifying. Mm-hmm. You know, now there's a certain chuckle fest to it cuz the other scene from it that is my favorite Pesci scene is after, you know, he told, you know, he he offs Billy Bats. Mm-hmm. 
who tells him to go get a shine box. You know, do you still shine shoes anymore, Tommy? You know, and and so he says, you know, I've been away a long time. I don't shine shoes no more. And you know, obviously Billy uh, doesn't want to accept that. <laughs> doesn't doesn't turn out well for Billy. And they they off him and they put him in the trunk of the car and they stop off at his mother's house to get some tools to dig the <laughs> hole for Billy Bats. And that scene is amazing. And that's the other amazing scene for me in, right. in, in Goodfellas where he's not playing a psychopath, but he's just a, a mama's boy mm-hmm. who goes home to his mother, played by Scorsese's actual mother, mother. who also made an appearance in some other Scorsese Godfather movies. Godfather 3? Well, that's not and a Scorsese movie. I know, movie. but she was in the, yeah. She no, was well, she, was all, she, she was also she, the mother off camera in The King of King, Comedy. King, King, yeah. Rupert Pupkin's mother was screaming down from the kitchen at him. She was in Casino. She Casino, was in a ton of other Scorsese movies. But Scorsese's mother playing Joe Pesci's mother in the film saying, do you want something to eat? It's late at night, you know, we don't want to. And then all of a sudden, smash cut to a 12-course meal. <laughs> yeah, it's the truth, man. Like we li- I live that. That is and so it was late. Like spaghetti meal. It was like 2 in the morning. Yeah, it was that very late. It wasn't like they showed up at 6. That is so dead on. You could come in my house as a kid mm-hmm. anytime, open the refrigerator, and there was like leftovers beyond... It was insane. She whipped up the whole meal. She didn't have to, yeah. I mean, my mother would, if she did it, it was crazy. But you could do it. It was always like. And then the 12 oh. course meal happens and they're all sitting around eating. And then out of nowhere, she brings this painting <laughs> of the old guy on, on a boat <laughs> with two dogs. And then Pesci, I don't know if this was ever ad-libbed or not or if it was Ooh. in the script. And it's just yeah. like. You know, one dog goes one way, one dog goes the other way. And this guy says, what do you want from me? <laughs> I, I don't, was that, I, I have to. I would love to know if that was scripted or that was just Pesci off the top of his head. But that scene was unbelievable. Now, in Casino, he played a complete psychopath. I mean, well, I mean, yeah, yeah, honestly, like, it was, he, his character in Casino was, wor- was, was worse, worse. Yeah. than his character in Goodfellas. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And kids, that's the crazy thing, too. It might, you know, in the same way that, here's the deal, at least... Their first Joe Pesci movie was Home Alone (laughs) and Home Alone 2. Because you could still get the general gist of Pesci from Home Alone. Better than De Niro, their first De Niro movie was The War with Grandpa. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Still better. so, So honestly, like, they know Joe Pesci. My children know Joe Pesci from Home Alone. And then wait till they see his other work. They'll see the gen- the germs. They'll see the, the genesis, that there's a certain DNA in Pesci's work that they have not gleaned from the war with Grandpa that also had Christopher Walken and Cheech Marin in it. Got to wait a couple years for Goodfellas, Rich. Oh, tell me about it. I started with easy money and worked my way up. <laughs> easy money could be a little... Easy money was my... That's my child... My, that, my favorite scene from Easy Money... Um, Again, this is a, a, I believe it was an early 80s movie with Rodney Dangerfield. And they shot it on Staten Island. It, that's, oh, yeah. That, Most that's of it what it is. It's about Staten Island where Rodney Dangerfield has an opportunity. If he cleans his life up, he can, 83. He can inherit a ton of money. Can make, and Pesci's his buddy. I mean. And there was a diner on Staten Island where we always drove by it as kids. <laughs> and we were wondering if this, you know, 
how it worked, but the, the, the neon sign did in fact say in front of this diner, open 23 hours. <laughs> <laughs> and they must have oh, done like a site survey of Staten Island, you know, while shooting the movie, mm-hmm. because there's a scene in, in, in Easy Money where Rodney and Pesci are walking up to the diner, and as they're ready to walk in, the lights go out. <laughs> They turn the lights out like it's closed. They yeah. they showed up at the one hour where it's closed. <laughs> that turn hour turnaround. And we never we always drove around as kids saying, "When is this hour?" Like, because it says open twenty three hours. That's I've never seen a sign like. So that. if you've ever seen, I've never in my entire life anywhere wherever I've been in this great like, world. Is it the same hour every day? I, I have no idea. It's like bars in New York could close from five to six. Back so, in the old days. That's so they decided yeah. they must have dro- drove around saying we got to put this in the movie where they walk up to it and the lights go out. That's a real diner, or it was in Staten Island, but I've been there in a long time. You remember the name of it? No, I don't remember it. But just watch Easy Money. It's the diner. It's the diner. And then there are some other scenes in Goodfellas during the scenes where um, the helicopters overhead. They shot some oh. of that in Staten Island, my hometown. So good. I do believe the the house where Pesci's character. Thinks he's being a made man. Again, I, oh. I know it's 30 I mean, years. Spoiler it's still alert. Spoiler alert. You but, haven't watched I think that, now, I think that was, I think that was Staten Island, too. My hometown's all over. You know, I can remember being in college a few years after Goodfellas came out, and I think I was in a political science class, and our teacher was talking about Goodfellas, and he was very opposed to this movie. All we heard was about how violent it was and the depiction of Italians, and he was so turned off by Goodfellas that it made us immediately run to the video store and go get it and go rent this I, movie. I don't know, man. like the violence just turned him off so much and so I, I hope i didn't ruin our poll question by putting my finger on the scale i think there's going to be enough people who love my cousin Vinny, and i think casino is going to wind up on the short end of the stick here yeah that's a good but one. he was amazing in casino a lot of people were saying raging bull in the comments if i'm not mistaken sharon stone was an oscar nominee or winner for casino yeah she was nominated for casino Nobody nominated in Home Alone. <laughs> I don't believe. Sadly. But that is still, you know, like when we showed our kids Home Alone, probably did you, Don just got in my ear saying that probably made the most money. I'd agree. I bet you that did. Uh, that um, when we watched uh, Home Alone with the kids for the first time, we had to explain to them, this would never happen to you. <laughs> <laughs> Which part? That you'd be left Leaving behind? Leaving yeah. home. Being left, being left at home. Like we were like, don't worry, this won't happen to you. Yeah, like, and, we'll, and f- we'll notice if you're not on the flight. Yeah. And plus, now, again, it's sort of like Seinfeld. Like the number of plots in Seinfeld that wouldn't work in this day and age because they're cell phones. Right. Yeah. Like, I, my, 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 my kid might have texted me. One of my kids might have texted me before the show about a fantasy trade that's been offered, and what do I think? You know what I mean? Like, that's the way it's going in 2021. Like, you'd, you'd be able to call me up from home and say, hey, you left me here. Like, that's what we try to actually yeah, explain. Yeah, hey, I'm, I'm here. Come back. Yeah, yeah, here. come on back. Don't get on the flight. Yeah. Right. Yeah, we're, we're all not hopping in vans, you know, 20 of us to try and run off to the airport. And just the neighbor's Which, by the way, gets counted. The most, and, the, and the most crazy beyond belief like you have to suspend your disbelief the most out of all of the moments in home alone that i find it i have to suspend my disbelief over more than anything else name anything about even the end of the movie all the craziness going on and 
you know, playing the, the movie to scare the guys outside, you know, you filthy animals. <laughs> all, change. Of all, all of that. The one thing I have to suspend my disbelief about the most is that that family got started for O'Hare Airport that late and actually made their flight. <laughs> no chance. No chance. Like JFK. Honestly, out of all yeah. the things you have to believe that's so impossible to believe could actually happen in the home alone, the most absolutely unbelievable not to be believed is that they made it to O'Hare Airport on time. <laughs> and anybody that's tried to make it Please. to O'Hare Airport in Chicago, from anywhere in Chicagoland. From one terminal to the other. No, yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. Even, oh, it's even when already in the airport. When you're in the airport. Forget it. From one to the other. Not a shot. Let's take a break. Jay Gruden is going to be next on the Rich Eisen Show, and we'll see if Irv can join us in hour three. That's next. Jay Gruden on Super Bowl 55. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. We'd like to play a game with Chris Brockman and Mike Del Tufo over there. Okay. Where I will read out the facts. They will guess whether it's true meta or false meta, and then you will confirm. Okay, let's okay. do it. First uh, fact this is true. Is During my rookie season with the Chicago Bulls, I applied for a job at Circuit City. True meta or fake meta? I've heard this story. I believe that's true. Mike? Oh, wait, I, I'm going with him. True. A true story? That's a true story. Woo! That's a true story. Did you get the job at Circuit City? I, I, I did get the job. I got wow. the job. I got my discount. I was trying to stay out of trouble. Okay. And I needed a job. <laughs> Next fact. I wore number 37 for the Lakers because Michael Jackson's album Thriller was number one on the Billboard charts for 37 consecutive nights. Oh, oh, oh. True meta? No or way. Fake, no way. No way. Is it fake meta? 
That is 100% true. <laughs> That's true. Oh, <laughs> That's true. I knew it was 37 weeks, album, but I wouldn't guess. All right, next one. Right That's before his comeback with the Wizards, I broke uh, I broke two of Michael Jordan's ribs in a pickup game and delayed his comeback by three months. I was so upset about it, I didn't leave my house for days. True meta or fake meta? I think that's true. I'm saying true. It's true. <laughs> it's true. I love Michael Jordan. My one of my well, probably my favorite player. You broke his ribs? It was on accident. It was a summertime okay, pickup good. game, and it was a intense game. In 2010, an art show honoring me was held in Toronto, Canada, entitled "Lovable Badass." Uh, f- uh, false. True. That's true. Yeah, we have a tie. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was surprised, man. I couldn't believe it. It was a really good show. Lovable badass. <laughs> they just said, hey, we want to honor you. I'm like, for what? You know, and they just had all this art of but, me. All right, last one. In 2010, I was cited for driving a race car with an expired registration down a city street. <laughs> oh, True meta or fake meta? <laughs> Uh, based on his reaction, I'm going to say true. <laughs> I got to go true, too. That's I can true. I can That's true. That. That's true. It was an Indy 500 car. It was fun. What, <laughs> what city? You know, you, in, uh, Westwood. <laughs> Westwood. <laughs> Westwood. In UCLA? Yeah, they pulled me over. And, um, <laughs> I mean. But it was street legal. That so, is fantastic. So it was street legal. It was, it was just legal. that you had an expired registration was the issue. The, what happened was the officer was like, what is this? That's why they pulled me over. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, they couldn't say I had my license. I had, was I had it an IndyCar? It was IndyCar, yeah. That's, but it, you how know, did you, young how did you dumb, fit in that thing? I, I didn't really fit. <laughs> I was real like this and hitting the gas with my one little pinky toe. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was, it was tough. <laughs> YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show uh, for anything that you may have missed here on NBC Sports on Peacock, where we also re-air every day. And on the air from 12 to 3 Eastern Time, the Rich Eisen Show on this radio affiliate, either Sirius XM Channel 211 or Terrestrial Radio Affiliate, every single day on NBC Sports on Peacock from 12 to 3 Eastern Time after the Dan Patrick Show, taking you up to Brother from Another with Michael Smith and Michael Holly every day. Ronald Jones will be joining us in hour number three of this program from the Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And joining us here on this show, former coach of the Washington uh, football team, as it is currently known, and fresh off of the staff of the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jay Gruden. How are you, Jay? Rich, I'm doing good. How you doing? I am doing fine. Uh, what did you think of Super Bowl 55? How did that game hit you, Jay? Well, it was, uh, it was it was fun to watch. You know, it was fun to watch the team. I think Todd Bowles did a great job with that Buccaneers defense. And obviously, uh, just put the clamps down on Patrick Mahomes. The pressure was too great for him to get anything going. And obviously, Tom Brady did his normal Tom Brady efficient game, getting the ball spread around and making big plays and, and winning another one. So, what did uh, what did Bowles do? Best you can tell, that was so successful in a manner that so few teams have been able to pull off with Mahomes. What was it? I think just kept consistent pressure on him. Uh, you know, really, I think the lack of you know the injury to Fisher, I think, hurt a little bit. You feel every time Patrick went back to pass, there was somebody coming flip free, not, and not free because it was an unblocked player and a blitz, just free because the defense was coming after him. You know, Barrett and Pierre Paul and Vita Vea. I mean, these guys were coming, and uh, hats off to the effort that they played with, able to sustain that for uh, the entire football game. You just felt like every time it was a drop back pass. He had to abort mission and, and try to make something happen. And uh, it, was, it was great in the speed of the defense. Levante David, um, those guys did great in coverage. And uh, it, was, it was just a masterpiece by the defense. So, I mean, 
the fact that Fisher was out and obviously Schwartz was out, we knew that there would be some sort of piecing together of this offensive line. Uh, but then you look at the film and the numbers that come off of everything, and you could see over 90% of the time just five-man protection for Mahomes. Are you surprised that there wasn't some sort of a halftime change on that front or there was just a five-man protection for their QB? Yeah, a little bit. You know, I think uh, they could have had a little bit of success maybe chipping out, but you don't want Travis Kelsey to be in protection and chipping. and He's got to get out of the pattern. You know, <laughs> maybe a running back chipping every now and then. Uh, but they've had so much success doing what they do. They, the Chiefs do what they do, and they let Patrick Mahomes go back there and go make some people miss and uh, uh, make some big plays with Tyreek Hill and obviously Kelsey uh, Hardman. Those guys are, are great players. And, um, but, yeah, I think uh, some chipping and some help would have been beneficial towards the end of the game. Jay Gruden here on the Rich Eisen Show. And then the Buccaneers offense. I mean, you, you've obviously been so uh, attuned to that side of the ball uh, wherever you have been. Uh, HC or OC, um, is it? It's it's not like a switch that can be flipped. But I mean, the first twelve weeks was just so much. Um, I, I guess inconsistency, and then from week twelve on, they just kicked into a whole different gear. Did you see anything um, or notice anything? Obviously, you had your own house to take care of. But how how does that work? I guess just in general, then how how something I can think, just click. Uh, consistency helps. You know, I think. When you have the same players playing from week one to week 16, you can grow with the system and you can get better. And fortunately for the Buccaneers, they didn't have a lot of injuries. You know, their offensive line stayed intact. You know, Godwin, Mike Evans, they stayed intact for the most part. You know, they got Antonio Brown late, but Tom had some good relations with him, obviously. You know, Jones got hurt a little bit, but they had Fournette. Um, so they were pretty consistent with the players that they had. Gronk obviously stayed healthy. So they're able to grow as a unit. And Leftwich is able to get to know Tom what he likes, and Tom was able to get to know left switch and they were to put piece it all together, come up with a plan that everybody liked and were comfortable with, and then they had some emerging stars, guys make plays and uh and, and they 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 peaked at the right time. Well obviously you also, you know, from your time as being an offensive assistant in in Tampa, um what do you think that means to that city that they got to do it again and that Brady's there? I mean, holy crap. Uh, Jay, it's insane that it actually happened, you know? Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting for uh the city of Tampa, that's for sure. You know we didn't leave on great. Uh, we didn't leave on great accord there. They fired John and they fired my brother. They fired my brother and fired myself. So, you know, we're kind of rooting for the Chiefs a little bit. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, so, okay. Yeah, so, All right. I, mean, I got to tell the truth right there. I mean, heck, I'd be lying if I said I was rooting for the Bucks. But, uh, you know, I was hoping for Andy Reid to win another one. But, uh, you know, it's great for the city of Tampa. My mom and dad still live there. We, we love the city of Tampa, that's for sure. Okay. So, city of Tampa, we can separate from the organization is what you're saying. Exactly. It's Jay. a big difference. <laughs> I was rooting for the double raise in the lightning. Does that count? Yes, it does. Yes, it okay. does. I, I, you know, you're, you're almost full Dick Vitale, basically, is okay. what you're saying. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like you're almost full deck EV rooting for everything Tampa. But uh, see, now that's the sort of uh, honesty that, uh, that is uh, refreshing and certainly can be brought to bear being part of uh, the media. Is that your next step, Jay Gruden? Is that what you'd like to do? Hit the media? I wouldn't mind doing that. Yeah, I think uh, I like to stay involved. You know, I love the game. I love talking about the game. I feel like there's something I can offer, that's for sure. Uh, but, you know, I still have to get a job. You know, a lot of these media jobs, they seem like they're easy from the couch until you actually get there in front of the cameras or you get there and you're calling a game. I know there's a lot of work I have to do, a lot of preparation that takes 
place, but uh, definitely want to be involved one way or another. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is something that, you know, a lot of people who play and certainly coach think that, you know, you do have a ton of knowledge, but there is some, some sort of uh, way to communicate. And clearly, you know, uh, your brother very successful at it, and you've got the same cadence. And if you bring that sort of same... Uh, honesty to the equation i mean that that that's one way to do it um so while we're on the subject of maybe truth serum um i'd like to (laughs) ask you uh, a couple questions about your tenure in in washington um dwayne haskins was he your uh first choice for quarterback that year jay well we had a quarterback in house you know obviously alex was coming off an injury we weren't sure he was going to play probably 99 percent sure he wasn't going to play the year after his injury, okay, we were clear there, but we did pick up Case Keenum. We had Colt McCoy coming back, so we did have a plan uh, to take care of Alex for a year until he did get back. Um, that being said, we had other needs uh, on our defense and offense, obviously, and quarterback wasn't my first choice at 15. But, uh, you know, when you're not the owner and you're not the GM, then you have to live with decisions that are made. You just hope they're good for the organization and you may not agree with them, but uh, they are made, and you have to move forward. Now, uh, look, it's 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 a dicey situation in which uh, we're we're currently residing in this question, this line of questioning, because I understand that Dwayne Haskins is just he's a kid, right? And so he, yeah, he, it, it's not like you're denigrating him or he's bad or anything like that. It's just that when you're on the board, 15 overall, you have a a choice that you want to make, and it's it, it's no offense to Haskins, I understand, but who did you want to have? That time. Well, there were some guys on board. Obviously, Sweat was still there. We liked Sweat a lot. We, uh, Savage was still there. The safety nickel uh, from Maryland, who we liked a lot, is starting for Green Bay right now. We needed some speed in the secondary. So there's some issues. We just stayed pat. And then kept our pick in the second round and third round. And then, then, okay, if we chose to go that route. Instead, we had to, you know, we took Haskins, which is fine. And then we had to trade up and uh, take Sweat. So we lost some draft capital. But, you know, a lot to be said about uh, Dwayne. Dwayne has a lot of potential still, I believe. Um, we just would have rather gone a different direction and maybe hope that Dwayne would have slipped maybe second or third round. Right. So how, how difficult is it to coach somebody that uh, was drafted by forces other than your own, Jay? What's well, the... <laughs> he needed a quarterback, uh, Rich, that's for sure. So it was going to be somebody. Um, Case Keenum was on a one-year deal. Colt McCoy has come back from a broken leg. We didn't know if he was going to be the same Colt. Uh, so we had to get a quarterback. Uh, the other question, the other thing is we had to win right away. You know what I mean? So if you're drafting guys for potential, I don't have time for their potential to grow. I don't have five or six years for Dwayne Haskins to develop. You know, I got to win now. And coaches, that's the big issue with coaches nowadays. Is our our contracts maybe three, four years, but you really have a year. If you don't win right away, you're gone. So you draft a guy that can develop five or six years from now for who? He's not developing for me. It's going to be for somebody else. And that's kind of the uh, reason why we want to go a different direction. Somebody who can help our team right away. Jay Gruden here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. Give me a good story growing up with your brother, Jay. What do you got for me? Oh, yeah. I'm sure. And I know. I know. When you ask something like that of somebody about a brother, obviously you've got decades of stories. But growing up, Gruden, you got a good story about growing up, Gruden. You and well, this is just, you this, and your this bro. Is just you know, he gets very upset when I tell some of these stories. So okay. sorry, John, but. You know, he, he was very impatient. You know, he, you know, I'd sit in front of the TV, and we'd watch TV. He'd be sitting behind me, and if I had an itch on my leg or something, I'd scratch it, and he'd sit on, he'd spit on me and say, "Sit still, dog boy." You know, just things like that. I took a beating when I was a kid. Rich, it was tough. <laughs> but he's a great brother. Man. Of course, 
But it's yeah, just growing I mean, up. He got the uh, opportunities in the NFL that I would have never got out of him. Obviously, I had to do job, you know, uh, learned a lot from him. But growing up was not always easy. So did you share a room? Did you guys share a room or no? Just... No, no, we, were, we, we didn't have a very big house, but we... We were close. Okay, close yeah, no, look, my two boys share a room right now, and we hear them talking till like, 11 o'clock, and we're telling them you could keep shot, you know, quiet down, keep whatever. So, but to bro- brothers, you share a room. I mean, that's that's something that's really, you know, bonding. So your brother would, uh, he'd give you crap, pretty much. How much older is he yeah. than you? He's three years older than me. All yeah, right. he's three years older. My other brother's three years older than him, so, and those two are exact opposites. So they fought every day, and I always just try to keep peace. I just want to play nurse basketball and knee football and stuff like that. <laughs> Usually, I was just breaking up fights every day. <laughs> what do you mean you brought? So your your oldest brother is different from than John. So they used to fight all the time. Is what you're saying? Yeah, huh? pretty much. Yeah, it was uh, quite the eventful afternoon at the Greeden household. Okay. All right. Does, yeah. And and I guess one one last thing about your brother, if you don't mind. The the the, the rumor is he can't stand at quarterbacks. Any of his quarterbacks, he's always looking for another one. What, what yeah, do you I don't say think that? that's true. I okay. think he really likes Derek. In fact, I've never heard him say a negative thing about Derek, and what they did offensively this year was really impressive in my mind. And I know he doesn't like me talking about the Raiders and all that stuff, but uh, I was impressed with every time I put on a Raider film and watching Derek in that offense, I thought they were very, he was, very good. I thought he was dynamite. I mean, look, yeah. you could say there were two qu- – look, week 17, forget about it. You could say there were two quarterbacks that beat the Chiefs this year, Tom Brady and Derek Carr. Those, that's yeah, that's sure. a fact. You know, so, yeah. and I'm just talking about all the time in his career. You know, I, I had Rich Gannon on. I asked him the same question, and uh, I'm like, is I asked him actually, is it true you're the only quarterback John Gruden's ever liked? And he laughed. He goes, I don't even know if that's true about him. Yeah, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he got his first gig at, at San Francisco, and I believe he was with uh, obviously Joe Montana, and he goes to Green Bay as receiver coach. He was with Brett Favre, so you know. The, the standards are pretty high for him. Right. So if you could wave a wand, what job would you want, Jay? I mean, what do you want to do? You want to call games? You want to be in a studio? Do you have any preference? What would you like to do? I, you know what? I'd like to call games, I think. I think, uh, you know, I, I could offer something quite uh, entertaining, maybe. You know, we'll see. I just got to gotta give it a try, though. I need a lot of practice, a lot of work. But calling games would be great in the studio. Would be great. I just want to talk about the game and be part of the game. So I'm sitting around here in my house right now, and, Atlantic Beach is a great day, but I'm saying I'm looking out the window. I don't know what to do. <laughs> what would you? You, I mean, we, you know, I'm, that's why I appreciate you calling in this show. Uh, you know, so normally you'd I'd be calling tomorrow too. The next day, <laughs> <laughs> Thursdays with Jay. I mean, we got that. We could we could work that thing going. All right, look. I mean, so and and uh, I, I, you know, obviously you you know you created a little bit of a stir, right, when you talked about Romo. And his ability to yeah, I didn't. That wasn't my intent. I mean, I was just, I was just messing around. I didn't know that would get picked up like that. I that's paparazzi, Jay. Yeah, Look. I know. That's my fault. Sorry, Tony. I was just joking around. But you said when I mean, you said that he was right, right only thirty percent of the time. Jay, is that what you said? Something along those lines, like that. I don't watch him enough to really know. I was nice. making a point. I could guess anybody could guess the play before it happens thirty percent of the time, right? Hey, the run. Hey, Mahomes is going to drop back here. He's going to look for Kelsey or Hill. How about that? <laughs> I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah, but he's not complicated. He's not wrong. He's not wrong. It's a very simple yeah. game when you think about it, you know? Yeah. It's pretty. Yeah. <laughs> Dead on.
you're hired, Jay. Uh, but I'm not in charge. You're not. I'm not in charge. But if uh, hey, look, if there's anything I could do to help, you know, uh, I'm, I'd I'd love to do it. I appreciate it. All right, you just get ready for the next forty yard dash. You gonna run forty yard dash this year? Or not? Jay, I am gonna do it. Um, you know, there's no combine, but we just announced today, as a matter of fact, that it's gonna be uh, sort of reimagined in a way. I'm gonna still run, but other people don't have to run. They could do anything. With a 40, just run the 40, 40 steps or do 40 errands for somebody in need or run 40, you know, 4.0 miles. Not saying someone to run 40 miles, but I'm going to run. I'm going to run in a straight line. I'm going to run like the wind, you know. Great cause. I mean, you Thanks, give Jay. great effort. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> effort. It is. I do give good effort. The problem is, is it just doesn't show up in the stat sheet. That's my you problem. You know, when you lose a lot of players and you're playing with second and third string players a lot of times and they give good effort, it doesn't usually show up in the win-loss column either, Rich, so understand that. Okay, Jay. I appreciate that. Thanks for the call. You take care of yourself. Hey, Let's do yeah, it again. Thanks, Rich. Let's do Bye. it again soon. You got it. That's Jay Gruden, everybody, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. <laughs> Moses is going to look for Hiller Kelsey. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> He's right. He's not wrong. He's right. But you know, Tony found the lane that no one really else was in before, and he started doing that. Well, he starts saying, "What what, this? What's going to happen?" And then it would happen, and it would be just like, "Well, it was the AFC Championship game, New England, Kansas City." He was right. He was. Oh, they're going to run this seam pass to Gronk. Boom! It was incredible. Nobody touches Marshall Falk, though. Number of times I'd be watching a game, and Marshall would be like, "Here comes a fumble." Or here comes an interception, and he'd be right because of the way that they're lined up. And he knew what the play was, the way it might be run because the way that they were lined up and the way that the tendency was. I mean, like, he would just sit there and go, this is a problem. Yeah, like I say, coming out of the huddle. Yeah, I say this all the time. I, I thought I knew a lot about football, and so, then the 2013 season, I worked with Marshall. My God, I didn't know anything compared to I learned so much just talking to him throughout the course of that season. Well, again, you were his segment producer, right? For you Game were, Day Morning. Right. Yeah. So every analyst on Game Day Morning is assigned a producer to talk football with the analysts throughout the week and then report back to the... Yeah, you kind of meet the, with them. You kind of exchange emails and texts, get the elements that they want, the right. video, what kind of clips they want to do for their segments right. on Game Day Morning. And just going through that throughout the year, my God, I learned so much more than I thought I had already knew about the game. Yeah. And then we would stand around and we'd watch like the first half of the games on Sundays. It was incredible. I know. Nobody's like him. He's a savant. Nobody is like him. Yeah. And again, Joel Klatt came on this show, Fox College football analyst. Remember when Joel came on this show and said that he hears the Washington football team staff, or what they were known as at the time, the Washington staff was not all in on Haskins and never was. Remember he said that? Yeah. And it created a big to-do. Well, Dwayne Haskins started tweeting about it. <laughs> a big to-do. And then Jay Gruden lost his gig a few weeks later. And then Bill Callahan was the interim coach, and that's when Haskins started. That's when he started starting. Yeah. And then, as we know, Ron Rivera gave him a shot and then decided we can't do this anymore. Kyle Allen, you're in. Alex Smith, you're in. Well, Alex Smith is now out. Kyle Allen's out for the season. Dwayne, you're back in. And then he gets cut a week after he loses a game and then winds up extracurricular time in a pandemic. Well, he didn't. 
And that's the tough thing, too, is like Gruden can sit here and go, we don't want him. And it makes it sound like, well, he's worthless. Right. But this also, I want to just, now that we're putting everything together on this, I do want to kind of circle back and say, you know, um, I should have asked him this while we're on the subject of truth serum. Remember Dave Gettleman said we had to go get Daniel Jones because he wouldn't have been around the second time that they had a second. Remember they had three first-round picks that year, and he didn't think that they, he'd be around for the next time. Yeah, 2019? Might have been the case here. They didn't want Haskins. They had, what do you say, they were second and third-round picks too? Yeah, so the Giants picked uh, Daniel Jones at six yes. and then picked again at 17. Right. It was, they were concerned that Daniel wouldn't be there at 17. And Washington was right there at 15. And they took a quarterback. So if they took Haskins, they would have taken Jones, I think. Got to think. Well, so. certainly if it's the owner who's making the pick. Right. Now, the reason why they took Haskins, he's a Maryland guy. Right. He was all set to go to Maryland when the Ohio State said, how about you come here? And he said, okay. Threw 50 touchdowns. He was amazing that one year. It was incredible. 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Uh, let's do your new segment when we come back here, Chris, if you got that all teed up. We'll do that just in case uh, Irv can join us at the top of Hour 3. We'll be right back on The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at The Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices make sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for twenty dollars off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for twenty dollars off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed seeking the truth never gets old Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Just a uh, real basic question. What the hell are you thinking? Uh, what are you doing out there? You know, just tackling a challenge that most wouldn't do. <laughs> I would say. I was, so, um, wh- wh- why? Why'd you do it? Uh, just trying out my new bat- booster package <laughs> that I was working on this year. <laughs> For me, though, it's, it's literally like, would you rather live and die Mm-hmm. Would you rather die and never lived? When I went in the arena, like I feel like somebody else took control of me, <laughs> and I became like an, a modern day kind of like gladiator. You know, being in there back in that time and just feeling that, you know, the, the Coliseum with the sands and the people that was around, and you seeing it, everything, and then it, it pull out, and you see the, everybody running and 
you know, getting go- some people getting just smashed by the bull. Right. And then you look at it, and I'm like, okay, uh, everybody going running up and, and circling and, and going and touching again his way. Why don't I just take it up a notch and just jump over it? Jump over it. So, I mean, yeah, because <laughs> I, 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 we just looked at the video, and I don't think the bull moves very much. You did, in fact, leap over the, the length. Well, uh, the height and length of the bowl. Yeah, I had to, I had to, uh, you know, match it up. I had to size it up. Um, pretty much have calculations to the point where you never want to jump behind it because you never know what it may do. It may turn right left on a dime. Yeah. So I wanted just to face it head on. And so when I jumped it the first time, um, everybody started like cheering and yelling. I was like, okay, that's pretty cool. And then I did it the second time, and then I heard this word, El Salvador, El Salvador. <laughs> And I didn't know what that means. <laughs> I left that one day. And then I started hearing that through the streets. And I was like, okay, whatever. And came back the second day, did it again. And they stopped the music and everything. Get and out they here. just started yelling that in the stands. To you? To me. Like me now, I'm a football player here in the States. Sure. Correct? Yes, sir. They don't know me from Adam House. Josh, Josh Norman is not <laughs> out there in Pamplona. Else. I get there, yeah, and they started chanting that name. So I'm like a hero in Spain, almost. Not even back here. Let me. So hold on it's, a second. It's, it's bananas. Let me get this down so I, I can use this on, uh, on on any host of shows this <laughs> NFL season. El Satador. Yes, yeah, it's like the jumper. El Satador. Like the matador. Yes. Like the matador is like the jumper. So I would love just one second in my life. <laughs> To have the words El Satador <laughs> chanted to me. Satador. Satador. YouTube.com slash Rich Eisen Show. Part of the way you can follow us when we're not on NBC Sports on Peacock. Or on this Rich Eisen Show radio affiliate. We're back here on uh, the Rich Eisen Show. So, uh, Michael Irvin is done with Inside. He is going to call in 20 minutes after the hour next hour. So... I need an up news update from you, Chris Brockman. You got you it. You got that? Okay. Got Chris Brockman with a news update here on this Tuesday edition of the Rich Eisen Show. And now, with a report of the day's news from the world of sports and entertainment, someone who is not a journalist or newsman by any definition of the word whatsoever, it's Chris Brockman. Hi, Christopher. What do you have over there? Hey, guys. How you guys doing? <laughs> Hi, Chris. Is that... Your, is that that's by the way, <laughs> if if Lester Holt ever began a broadcast like that, I'd say this guy doesn't have any news. I'd go to color bars. I'd just go to color bars. <laughs> you just take bars? I just take bars. This guy has no news. If you were the director and the TD, if you I was just the director, bars I just me? take color bars. What newsman or newswoman starts off a newscast by saying, Hey, how you doing? Well, you're my friends. I'm just making sure you guys are doing all he's right. Looking, and the opening also said he's not a newsman by, by any definition of the word. I mean, so yeah, word. So oh, okay. he can again like Romo, Chris has his own lane. Which yeah. is totally bogus. Like, I've won awards before. Long time ago. I mean, it, was, it seemed like another life. You need to go get your way. shine box. Yeah, like <laughs> I mean, I won best skater at the rink when I was 12. That doesn't mean anything now. <laughs> All right. We didn't really hit on this with uh, Ian when we talked about it earlier, but he did have a report uh, earlier today, earlier this morning, that Patrick Mahomes, there was reports yes. on Saturday and Sunday about his toe. He is going to undergo surgery to repair uh, that turf toe. 
Rehab's going to take several months. Obviously expected to make a full recovery. There you go. That's why I didn't ask him. Dr. Robert Anderson is going to perform the procedure. Bob is great at the foot surgery. Bob's a foot guy. Bob's a foot guy. guy. (laughs) Wouldn't it be? Rex Ryan is performing the foot surgery. (laughs) What else you got over there, Chris? (laughs) Well, I mean, the newscast went off the rails to begin with when he's just like, hey, how are you? But don't boom. Like he's Chris Myers over there. Hey, how are hey, you? How, how are you? How are you? I've got foot news. Here's foot news. There's feet. Everybody get foot news. Everybody cut. What else you got? Ratings are in for the Super Bowl. Yes, uh, yesterday kind of leaked the viewership by city. Kansas City obviously was the highest viewed city, followed by Boston. Boston. And they <laughs> missed Tommy. Oh, and then Tommy. Tampa. I mean, I miss Tommy. I miss Tommy. Tommy and Robbie. I was like starting to get a little misty on the first Gronk touchdown. The second one, I was this just, I was, just I was just all out crying. I was just all out crying. No, no, no. All right, total viewers ninety six point four million. Didn't break a hundred. Down a little bit. Uh, the most watched game still that twenty fifteen Super Bowl, New England Seattle one hundred fourteen. My goodness. Hey, look, um, games a blowout. Game, games a blowout. Second half was kind of rough. Yeah. Well, first half it was a wrap. Right, and then. But then you're still kind of thinking second half, like okay, the Chiefs get the ball to start the half. You know Let's I'm, see if I'm they can come back and get the, on the board. And I know you could be, well, you're an NFL person. I am. Okay, I'm obviously. Um, you take a look at the roof, and that that's uh, over our head because of the National Football League. Yeah, of course. Um, but uh, this means there are probably fewer Super Bowl parties, which it should be. Yeah, I mean, like, you know what I mean? So, let's go back to our homes and hope for a better year. But. Uh, Incredible, incredible matchup that didn't live up to the hype. Just didn't. So, uh, Some sad news, guys. The hits just keep on coming. Marty. Uh, yeah, yesterday, uh, Mort had it this morning. Marty Schottenheimer, longtime co- coach for the Browns. Chargers passed away at age 77. I worked with Marty Schottenheimer for a hot minute. You did? At, yeah, he was on. He was ESPN hired him uh, before he, he, he was hired by Washington. Oh, nice. And um, so he would be an in-studio analyst. Got to know him. Couldn't have been a nicer guy. Could not have been a nicer person, human being. Couldn't have been more easy to work with. Couldn't have been more just football, head to toe. Just loved it. Came out of his pores. Loved the sport. Browns fans love him. Chiefs fans love him. Chargers fans love him. I mean, 200 career wins. You know, the, the 2006 Chargers. That team was stacked. It was. 14 wins. Stacked. Just... Missed making the big one. You know, beat him. Well, they they were. You know, it's unfortunate Brady, they were in the Brady, Brady era. Brady yeah. Brady put three points on the board with a with a, a minute and change to go, and Marty's team drove down the field and. Was that the me, game that Philip played with a torn ACL? Stop me if you've heard. Yes, yeah. stop, stop me if you've heard this one before, uh, people. Uh, but the Chargers missed a kick and lost. I mean, like it's truly, you know. I wish I could yada 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 the the Chargers, but yeah. that's it. You know, yada yada yada, and the Chargers missed a kick. Unfortunately, the yada involves a fourteen win team with Marty Schottenheimer oh, man, and so and LT doing his thing and, and Gates and everybody. Oh my gosh! Exactly. So just a, a a guy that was at the forefront of so much great football and a football family um, complications. Of Alzheimer's disease. Rest in peace, Marty Schottenheimer. Yeah, absolutely. 
Uh, some NBA news, Rich. I'm not sure. Did you watch any of the Charlotte Hornets game last night? <laughs> Look. Did you catch any of it? I mean, it was on NBA TV. They had a doubleheader. It was awesome. I LaMelo ball. And the fact that somebody tweeted at me because LaMelo almost went for a triple-double last night Yeah, so LaMelo became the youngest player in NBA history to have seven threes in a single game. He was amazing. That's why I wanted to acquire him. And then somebody tweets that information at, at TJ and me, and TJ starts putting up Porzingis videos. And I pointed out, he doesn't have LaMelo. No, he doesn't. So, so why do I get the crap when Lamelo does well? That's I the know. guy I wanted. Yeah. Well, well, TJ also has Porzingis, with. and I'm not sure if you caught the Dallas highlights because, and Porzingis had 27, 13, and six blocks. Oof. I know, man, double double. But uh, that'd been great to have. Yeah. No, but you rejected the trade, Chris. Well, you no, rejected I, no the trade. I didn't reject the trade. You I, did. I sent the trade through. No, you did not <laughs> uphold my request. You did not uphold my request to void the trade. Yeah. And because sure. I did not want to make the trade. Well, and you're you like, did. but that's Lonzo's why, pretty that's, good. That's it's why not you the ball I wanted. Rich, I'm not sure if you saw this over the weekend. You know, Lonzo's pretty inked up, <laughs> he's got double sleeves, he looks great. He also got some new ink on his neck. I'm not sure if you saw this. Did you see it? I did not. <laughs> oh, it's my, yeah, he's it's my actually, face on it, Yeah, huh? he's excited to be on Team Eisen, the wow, Dolan Wormholes. Like, you should embrace this. Lonzo wow. has. So I'm looking, brand we here to stay. So I'm looking at the screen right here, and if I'm not mistaken, the ink from his left arm all the way up to his head is Obama, Malcolm X, Martin Luther King, and me. Yeah. Uh-huh. So which, which one is, uh, does not belong? I'm going to call uh, fake news on this one. It's it's remarkable that this news update begins with a, hey, how are (laughs) you, and then ends with something positively false. I'm just saying you're in great company, Rich. There's some great men you're on there with. And I saw this yesterday. We didn't get to it. A college hoops note. We haven't talked much college hoops. (laughs) I can't believe that we have any manpower on the Rich Eisen show is spent on that. Well done, Smitch. (laughs) Uh, The the AP Top 25 came out yesterday. No Duke, no North Carolina, no Kentucky, no Kansas, no UCLA hmm. for the first time since 1961. Wow. That's courtesy Where's of, Jeff, Michigan? of Jeff Goodman. Where's Michigan? Are you guys in the top five still? I, I, I'm asking you where we are. Oh, I don't know. I just <laughs> thought, You've got the updated I just, information. I just saw this oh, I just cool, saw the stat. I just saw this cool stat about these guys not being ranked. I got to tell you, Chris, this news update... Not going to get you that Peabody. It's not? <laughs> no. And it's National Pizza Day, guys. Uh, holler. By the way, Michigan's three. I could actually do that work. It's called the rich. Google. Yes. Michigan's three, Gonzaga, rich. one. Zaga. 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 It's Gonzaga. I'm sorry. It's like you're saying Nevada, Oregon. Oh, like it's, it's you Nevada. You say tomato, it's, I say tomato. No, it's Nevada. Eric B. and Rakim. And Oregon. It's Rakim. Yeah, exactly. It's Rakim, okay. Mike. It's Rakim. <laughs> National Pizza Day. Pizza day. Every day is pizza day. Who decides what day is, gets a day? We've been talking. Who's the person who's like, you know what? We need to apply for the. But did you? Hey, did you apply for the paperwork to make <laughs> National Pizza Day February 9th? And why February 9th? Like, what's so special about this day for pizza? Every day is pizza day. Every day is pizza. Every day is pizza day. And as you know, there's one guy that goes. That shouldn't be the day. Like the baseball. Well, it's always somebody. There's, one guy. there's always a naysayer, but who says nay to pizza? One guy who vote doesn't yeah. vote for today. Pizza. I, I, will not, I, will not, I will not have today be pizza nope. day. Nope. Today will not be pizza nope. day. Why? Like, what's your. Uh, there's no sense in it. Every day is pizza day, but why February 9th is National Pizza Day? I don't know, but I'm not going to go against you get the grain. One, you get one topping. Today. Cheese is your base, one topping. What do you got? 
we're, we have 15 seconds left right now. <laughs> I'm teasing this for There's people to stay yet. on Peacock. Okay, I will, I will give you the answer. Because it's a very long-winded answer. I can't just, this is pizza's very serious. Ronald Jones and Michael Irvin, hour number three on the show. Okay. Ask the question again. Cheese is your base. Yes. You get one topping and one topping only on your pie. Yes. What are you going with? Simple answer. More cheese. Uh, rich. Whoa. I love rich. Whoa. Whoa. More cheese. So More right. cheese. Excuse what? me. What? Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I'm with you. Excuse me. Cheese. Exactly. Pizza and cheese. That's it. Let's not load it up with anything. We don't need any more. We don't need any more. It's just, it's just, it's gluttonous. It's too much. It's gluttony. Cheese, pizza, and anything else, you don't need it. You don't need it. It's amazing. Whoa. And on top of it, anybody who puts a topping on, I can understand it, up until fruit. Yeah. Pineapple, you're <laughs> an animal. You're yeah. an animal. animal. And, I, and I understand I'm upsetting the 50th state, potentially, whatever, Hawaiian pizza. No, no, no. No, no, no. <laughs> no, no. Okay? And, and all of that stuff. Anchovy? What, what? Come on. Fish. What are we doing? And one other thing too, we've been here. We've, we've, been, thing, we've been through this. We've been through this before. <laughs> yes, we have. We've yes. been through this before. It's it's it's. But it's fun. But the, being National Pizza Day, anybody who cuts up their pizza with a fork and knife, <laughs> and if they're not like a five-year-old or a six-year-old or a seven-year-old doesn't want to have the big thing, or like they have a trouble holding the pizza, or whatever, and you cut it up for a child, anybody who uses a fork and knife cutlery on a pizza, absolutely needs to have their head examined, potentially. Imprisonment. <laughs> imprisonment. Imprisonment. Yes. Life. Because they're not. They're, no they, they, it's, what, what other way can you wordlessly indicate to other humans around you that you're not fit for open society <laughs> than using cutlery on a pizza? <laughs> Honestly, there's many ways that you could portray to somebody your insanity or unfitness for open society verbally. Many different ways to do that. Wordlessly? Knife, fork, pizza. pizza. Get right. out of here. So I'm going to put up a poll. More cheese, Get pepperoni, sausage, mushroom. So those are the four options? Whatever. Pepperoni will win it. I mean. Whatever. Whatever. Right. Whatever. No topping. No, no topping. toppings. Yeah. I say no. I don't need it. Give me a good pie. I'll what? fold it up, and that's it. Over. Ranch? What? Ranch. What are, you, what, are you an animal? Ranch. For what? Dip it in. Ranch. That's not a topping. Man. My God. Go to your pizza kitchen and I don't want to hear from you anymore. <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> <laughs>